yeah, first step out um, and knew I was out in front of everyone and then just put it down and um, just tried to really focus on having um, good mechanics and all that sort of stuff, feeling light but also feeling good and powerful. Um, and just knew once I crossed the line that that was over a lot quicker than other races. everyone and welcome to the Kiwi Running Show brought to you by Tempo Fit. My name is Hayden Sherman and with me here is the world's greatest track and field coach Hamish Meacham. <laughs> Hayden you must and be... commentator. Yeah the... yeah yeah you must be stoked just to be in my presence today. Uh, yeah I am. I, I've heard you've had a pretty successful <laughs> weekend. <laughs> it's actually funny because stupid comments like that I feel sometimes like undo some of the hard won Integrity that I've managed to <laughs> gather just really After slowly. Shows yeah, and yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It all blows away in so, one. <laughs> yeah, I actually don't think I'm the world's greatest coach. I am. I am trying to be humorous, but but your athletes had a good weekend, didn't they? Yeah. Well, I only directly coach two athletes, and all yeah. the others I just help out. Cool. Um, and. But to be fair, I help out a lot. So, but I wouldn't call it coaching because for me, coaching is is quite an intensive sort of a thing, and I don't have the time to put into those athletes. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to set them up with coaches that they deserve, who have the skills and knowledge that they need. But for now, I'm helping them out. So they, but it was a good weekend. Um, but I tell you, we've got a, an exciting show. But we're going to kick it off talking about someone who had a, a bloody great weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which was not me, actually, because I went for a run on Saturday morning and I tweaked my neck and ever since I've been walking around like a robot. You look, and, you look yeah. a bit zombie-like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, um, yeah, it was a funny funny thing. So I had a lot of FOMO watching all the action. Um, and uh, I've got to say, it was an amazing weekend of running for New Zealand and pretty cool. And this, um, this story from Joseph Miller of... Yeah, the 100, 200 double with cracking times. Yeah, were like getting down to that world class level with his time. So he's had a great summer. We're going to talk about Joseph Miller. We're going to talk about, in general, the Athletics New Zealand uh, Track and Field Championships brought to us uh, by Jenny and Holmes. They did a great job with the event. We're going to go through a lot of stuff with that. We're also going to talk uh, a lot of half marathons happening. Yeah, particularly around Auckland, the wider region. And a little and, bit of ultra days. Yeah, an ultra race down south. So, a yep, yep. lot, lot on. So, um, we're not going to do any training talk today. Nah, nah. We'll see what you, happens. We'll probably you. go on a tangent somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I would just say, you know, if anyone, after my amazing results, wants some personalised coaching, I'm upping <laughs> my fee to around the $150 an hour mark, but uh, give me a call. No, that's rubbish. <laughs> right. So staying at 150. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a guy who could charge 150 dollars an hour, although he's out on the track for sh- such a short time, he wouldn't make much money. Uh, Joseph Miller, did yeah. you did you have you seen these races? No, I haven't yet. So, um, but far out. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, and yeah. so for background, Joseph um, has become an overnight success. Uh, in the last few months, he's had a lot of coverage, um, particularly because of his uh, great running 
at the uh, Nitro Series in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, racing against Usain Bolt and a few other really good guys. Um, so it's been seven years of hard work to become an overnight success. And his coming out party was the Athletics New Zealand Championships this weekend. So uh, Friday night, uh, he ran some heats in the 100, cruised through pretty easy. Yeah. And then... How many heats? Is it just one round? Just one round yeah. and he's in. Cool. Because um, there's is, always that worry as like as the overwhelming favourite. You want to run a PB and then you false start on the heat. Yeah, well... That's a way to destroy your uh, weekend, isn't uh, it? Honestly, for Joseph Miller, it's not a false start. It would be a problem with his starting blocks. So. Yeah, what's, what's up with well, yeah, uh, slippery starting we're, blocks? We've so. got... I've managed to great, grab some great um, uh, interview time with him. Uh, so he goes into that in, in quite yeah. a bit of detail through the interview process he was actually given a yellow card so an official warning oh, for, wow. for delaying the start because of the problems he's had with his blocks so yeah. that was a problem uh, but he got through it and he turned it around and he used it because uh, in the final he blitzed an amazing time 10.18 seconds wow so that sits him um, third Third on the national national yeah. standings. Yeah. Um, so Gus and Keita, is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah, well, something like that. Yep. Gus and Keita from why well, he ran that in '92, I'm guessing. '94 uh, actually. '94. So he was a Ghanaian who stayed over after the Commonwealth Games. Uh, second is Chris Donaldson, and so both of those times you'll see. I run overseas, actually, both yep. at the Commonwealth Games. So we've got 10.11 from Gus and Keita, and then 10.17 from Chris Donaldson. Yep. Yeah, both at the Com Games. So 10.18 becomes the New Zealand resident record. Nice. So the fastest time a Kiwi has run here in New Zealand. So wow. That that's pretty cool in and of itself. Um, he was just stoked. You'll hear you'll hear the interview uh, in a couple of minutes, and he was very very pleased with that. Um, and it's it is super well deserved. To be honest, there's a lot of people, and I will even say at times, including myself, who have been naysayers. Just comments like, "Oh, you know, New Zealanders just aren't fast enough to be world class sprinters," and yeah. maybe he should be running the 400 meters. You know, maybe he should look at I don't know the bobsled at the Winter Olympics <laughs> or something like that. But um, he's stuck. He's stuck to his guns. He's refused to give up, and and the times this weekend have vindicated him, and more so than the hundred, the two hundred, mate. Yeah, how excited! So the ne- this was the next day. Or was this on Sunday? Sunday. So the yep. next day he ran a, a qualifying heat in the two hundreds, and his goal yep. was to run as easily as possible. And he really did. It looked like if you or I were to do an easy stride out on the grass, that's what it looked like. Except for he still really comfortably won his heat. Wow. Yep. Um, and so he ran uh, 20.37, yep. which is a new New Zealand national record. So forget this resident nonsense. It's the fastest time a Kiwi has ever run. Wow. So really, really good. Beats, That's amazing. Beats the time. I think it's 1997 that, that um, um, yeah, I think it's 97 that Chris Donaldson ran it. Um, and Matthew Code had the resident record from 96. So I can just double check these facts as yeah, you go. Yeah. So, uh, to be honest, it was it, it's, it is a better performance than the hundred meters. Yeah. And he completely was not expecting it, so he was buggered. Yeah. It was really sore, um, but he got off to a great start, and 
Yeah, he's made so much progress. Something really that I, I love about Joseph Miller, like when when we talked to him at the Auckland Track Challenge, he was so nailed after the two hundred, mm. and it's like. Um, he has this ability to just put himself in the box in mm. 20 seconds and just be destroyed for the next yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah. And um, it's a good thing he doesn't do the 400 because he'd, he'd oh. have chronic fatigue for the next three weeks. Oh, no, he just wouldn't be able to leave the stadium. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, and, yeah, it's funny because some people say that, oh, you know, with this speed, imagine what he could do over 400. Now, probably not. He's, his characteristics are of a 100, 200 yeah. guy. Yeah. You know, and that's that's where he's happy. I think if he thought he had a really strong potential to step up to 400s, he would have done it by now. But he knows the one and two are his events, and and these performances really vindicate him because he there there has been uh, this talk of him not being good enough over the shorter distances. Most importantly, he gets an automatic A qualification into the World Championships, wow. which are in London later this year. Yeah. So. That, that's it's, very cool. It's, and It's exciting. And what that means is that he doesn't have to go over to Europe or the States and work his backside off and try and get a qualifier yep. Yep. and then be half-hearted when it comes to the world yep. champs. He can yep. put all his eggs in that basket of the world champs. Correct. Which is... Uh, Really cool, and I was just looking through the world lists for this year so far, and obviously it's early. It, like it's very early days. <laughs> um, what, what you see on the world list at this time is times that are run either in New Zealand, Australia, a little bit in Asia, but also South Africa. Yeah, yeah, and, and and Jamaica's in there as well. Yeah, well, that Jamaican time wouldn't have been. Oh, he ran it in Jamaica. He's proving me a liar. That's crazy. What are they doing racing in Jamaica? Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway. I guess it's warm all year round there. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, so. But yeah, he's ranked number three at the moment. Yeah. Uh, which is which is pretty phenomenal for mm. a Kiwi to get in there. And he's ahead of Wade Van Niekerk. Yeah, that's which is cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. That's very um, good. Who's the 400 metre world, world record, record holder? holder. So, so yeah. yeah, not many people in New and Zealand can say that. And he's a sub 20 guy. Yeah, so, true. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And a sub 10 guy. So. Yeah, well done, Joseph Miller. He's reignited the New Zealand sprint scene, I think. Yeah. Not since um, the days of, yeah, Chris Don- Donaldson. Donaldson, Cadell, and Code. And so yeah. what we're going to see now is we're going to see a Joseph Miller effect. Yeah. So the, the guys underneath them are just going to naturally up their game. We're going to see a lifting in the times the sprint times across New Zealand. We've got some great athletes. I know we talked to Zach Topping yep. um, at the Auckland Track Challenge, so I want to give a shout-out to Zach. He actually picked up third in that 200 yeah, yeah, yeah. after after some really um, some troubling injury concerns as well. Um, he also picked up a, uh, a gold medal in the 4x400. Yeah, so, nice. You know, and I, this is one of the... I'd, we're not going to talk about the championships now, but one of the things I love is we've got athletes like Joseph Miller, who obviously is putting it all on the line. He only works part-time. Yeah. Um, and then mixing it up with them are guys like Zach, who works a nine-to-five. Yeah. Has a missus. There's people there who have kids at home and who just love the sport and are still so, so dedicated to it that they want to stay involved. There was, um, you know, over 500 athletes at the event, and it was just... Wow, cool. it was awesome. We'll talk about the event itself. Uh, yeah, yeah. Later yeah, on, we'll definitely get there. But right now, we've got a bit of an interview with Joseph Miller. So yes, we hope you guys will enjoy that. Let's cut to that. Break it down, break it down, break it down, break it down like this. Um, I knew from the first step that I was 
moving. Just um, obviously had some problems at the start with getting the yellow card. Some things I wasn't exactly sure on. Um, so what does yeah. the yellow card mean? Um, it means that I've got an official warning. Um, and so was that for delay of start, potentially? That was delay of start. They, um, uh, the blocks weren't staying in the ground for me. Then we had issues over how we were going to reinforce them. Um, and then they stuck something like five other pairs behind them. I said it's going to be silly. <laughs> yeah. um, had a person standing on them in the heats to make it happen. And then all of a sudden that was something they don't do. Yeah. Um, but... I was like, come on, bring it on, annoy me, irritate me, um, and see what happens. Is that the first time it's happened to you? Um, it's not the first time I've had issues with blocks. Um, I was actually really happy in the heats that they were so accommodating. Then turn up in the final, get that. Yeah. I had to find a way to flip it and use it to my advantage. And yeah. getting pissed off was the best thing. Because that could have been a massive distraction. Oh, for some people wouldn't have liked it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm upset that it potentially could have upset the other guys, but um, yeah, um, yeah, it turned into a positive. I mean, we come here for ourselves, and um, got to do what you have to do for yourself. So from the first step, and then I guess pretty smooth pick up, and then uh, yeah, first step out, um, and knew I was out in front of everyone, and then just put it down and um, just tried to really focus on having um, good mechanics and all that sort of stuff, feeling light, but also feeling good and powerful. Um, and just knew once I crossed the line that that was over a lot quicker than other races. <laughs> yeah. I guess you turned up today hoping for good conditions, and from what I understand this morning, it's like head wins. The wind seemed to turn around right before you race. Yeah, yeah, so um, when Zoe ran through, had a look at that, heard her time, was like, okay, yeah. cool, we might be on for something today. Um, and I think she had a slight tailwind with hers. I mean, there's almost nothing, so... Um, yeah, um, it hasn't quite sunk in yet. I'm going to start thinking about it soon, calm down off that flight mode and actually, like, realise what I've just done. It destroyed the record by, I think it was point one, which, sprinting terms, is a fair while. So, yeah, so I'll short of your targets, I guess, in terms of qualifying? Um, that's a B standard um, for world champs. Um, so I've qualified for the world champs because you have to do it here, um, win nationals, and I think um, if it's your first time, first time I've gone world champs, that's, um, that's you. You don't have to get an A standard. If I get the A standard, though, I get the New Zealand record, and I get Commonwealth Games qualifying. So... It's the last of those ones. When's your next opportunity? Two weeks I've got... Um, Aussie Champs? Aussie Champs, okay. yeah. You've been running at a real high level now for a few weeks. How hard is it to maintain that? Um, it's difficult because obviously when you're getting that close to like the 10 second barrier, you start looking at screws to tighten, you know, one click, all that sort of stuff. The um, important thing is, is to A, stick to the plan. If you plan to be fast, then you know, there's no shocks. Um, and rest. For sprinters, I'm not quite sure for everyone else, but definitely for sprinters, rest is as important, if not more important, this time of the year. You've done all your work. Um, now what you need to do is let your muscles recover, your energy system um, recover and top up, and just need your nerves to just fully recover from all the high-intensity stuff. 
and we go week from week, running fast on Saturday, and then turning up the next weekend to do it. It's um, really taxing. Yeah. Uh, how much faster do you think you're going? Um, on an Aussie track with some guys pushing me. Yeah. And a good tailwind. I reckon I could go another point one quicker than that. Any chance the Japanese will uh, be over at Aussie Champs? Um, no idea, sorry. Yeah. But um, if they're there, I'm happy to show them the new and improved yeah. Joseph Miller. Yeah. Hey, would that put, would that put one here in eight times? Yeah. 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 So ten um ten point one two is the A standard, ten point one one is the New Zealand record. How does this run tonight suit you later in the after that I think I'm gonna have to take the heats quite easy tomorrow. Um, just to give myself enough time to, you know, let the legs recover but um, the elation from this is gonna you know, be hard. Just you have to sleep tonight. <laughs> oh, no, no, actually I won't. Did you expect um, this? Um, <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard to say, like, I, I wanted it to happen. No. I knew I'd done the training and make it happen. Um, the one thing that I find works to, to get me there is to try and imagine a world where me not running fast doesn't exist. So the analogy I use is if you're holding a ball and you hold it out um, and let go of it, it dropping towards the ground is me winning and running fast. Um, it floating towards the ceiling. Yep. The top, the top three inches. That if I let go of the ball and it floats up, which is impossible, that's not going to happen, that's me losing and not running fast. And I just sit, like, replay that in my head over and over again that the reality of the ball floating up and hitting the ceiling doesn't exist. Mm. Um, so yeah. you've, you've had a huge year and, and the improvement this year, it's been seven, eight years in the making. Mm-hmm. So what are kind of some of the key factors that have gone into the improvements this year? Um, so like last year was a, a big year for me to um, relearn, I guess, how to run. Um, and get a really good understanding of my body. And there are a lot of things we did right, a lot of things that we probably could have done better, um, but acknowledging then that we didn't have a perfect run to, to then figure out how to do this year properly. So took what I learnt last year, um, some key things that I learnt from my trip to London, uh, training against the, some of the fastest guys in the world, um, and things that I know worked for me personally in the past. Um, just a mixture of all those together um, really worked but I guess the main thing I can put my finger on is I worked efficiency so that um, I wasn't trying to be real fit so I can run you know, endless 100s I wanted to be able to do them quality like so 90% um, running through fast fast and as soon as the quality started dropping off that was me done um, so that's just the way I played it. You mentioned training with some of the fast guys. Mm-hmm. How big an experience was that Nitro series with the same ball? Um, that was uh, that was just. I felt like I was a spectator there. I was turning up, running, and you know the atmosphere and stuff. I was just there to enjoy myself. We weren't running distances that we really had any personal best or target times for. 
100 gear, we did 60, a little bit of an idea, um, but the 150 sort of had a uh, time in my head. Um, but to realise the speed that I had in my legs um, and to be running and sort of looking around trying to soak it all in and then realise everyone else is behind you. Um, was just a cool. <laughs> yeah, and the only guys in front of me were world record holders at some point. Like that was that was cool. That turned up, and I was the third fastest guy there, in some pretty good company. You know, uh, there were Olympians, world champions, Olympic champions there, and of everyone, two guys were able to get ahead of me. Can I open it for you? Yeah, yeah. Every time I run against um, guys like that, it um, seems to elevate me to another level. Like you can, you can go watch them on YouTube, stuff like that. But until you see them in the flesh and they become real, like malleable things, um, yeah, it just adds a it's a realism of those those realms of sub ten seconds and that sort of thing. That you know, if you see it and you touch it, you can believe it. Um, whereas finding that within yourself without seeing it is quite tough. Um, if you do both, then cool. What's the level of Australia like with New Zealand? Um, it is. It is a lot higher. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more faster guys, but there's a lot. Like they're, they're faster than the guys here, but there's also a lot more of them within yeah. that 10-5, um, 10-second realm. Yeah. Um, so it means that when you go and run nationals, you'll have three rounds. The heats, you've got to you know, push for a long way just to get out front. The semi-final, um, again, you've got to run hard. And then a lot of the time, the guy in the final is the guy who best prepared. Sometimes he's not even the fastest guy there. Just the guy that can make it through um, the rounds in the best nick. So Joseph Miller, man, I watched the video of that and uh, there's this classic moment of him finishing and there's no one else in the picture. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's just doing it by himself. I actually thought that he hadn't got it because second place was closer to him than I've seen previously. Oh, really? But actually what happened was he's dragged some guys through also to very fast times. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah good interview. And look, we're going to revisit Nationals because there's... A lot to cover off, but we know yeah. there's a lot of a uh, lot of roadies, a lot of um, people who enjoy the half marathon, marathon off road scene. So we're gonna satiate you guys and and touch on some of the road action. Yeah, because uh, this yeah. week this weekend, like mid March, is a really big weekend. Like the the weather starts to cool off yeah. a little bit. It's a big weekend for people to make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. These, <laughs> these events just draw in thousands of people. Yeah, so, yeah. So, um, Huntley Half Marathon, which is a quite a uh, prestigious race in New Zealand, had the yeah. challenge of being on the same weekend as the New Zealand Track and Field Champs. So, explain me- that one to me, mate. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. I don't know. I don't know why why that would happen, but I'll let it go. I would imagine if you're running, you'd think, oh. The top guys and girls might do the 5k on the Friday and then come and race with us on the Sunday. Yeah, well, interestingly, Happened. it's run by a guy who's from within the sport, Dion Jelly. Yeah. You know, he's he's he cares deeply about the sport, but at the end of the day, he is commercially minded. He's making a return not only for himself, but for the event owners, the Hamilton City Hawks. Yeah. So, well, would it be their decision? I don't know. I I don't know. They'd, they'd look at the calendar and pick the best date that they can find, and it's worked. 
they they actually have had more entries than they've had in a number of years. Yeah, which cool. means more money. Yeah. So it is, you know, because you know with events the the costs are really set. Yeah, and then once you get past your break even point, you're just you're really making some good money there. Yeah. So, you know, I and. I say it all the time, I don't begrudge these people making money, but you'd like to think the weekend of national track and field champs or national cross country, for instance, might be a little sacrosanct and yeah. you'd leave that weekend. But clearly not. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, who knows? So, well, it was a busy weekend regardless. It was a busy um, weekend for the woman's winner, Olivia Byrne. Yeah. Mate, because she ran the 5K at the National Track and Field Champs in Hamilton. Yep. She finished second behind... Laura. Laura, Laura Nagel. Nagel, who's a Tempo Fit coach, someone we've had on the show, friend yep. of the show. That was actually a barn burner of a 5K. I really enjoyed watching that. Yeah, cool. Um, but Olivia, bit of a day off on Saturday. Actually, she's coached by Barry McGee, so probably no day off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A run on 20 Saturday. 20 mile yeah, on Saturday. Yeah. And then came out and blitzed the half marathon field. She ran 116.42. So she won by almost seven minutes. Wow. Cool. Pretty comfortable. She was kind of right up there, uh, actually, overall. I think she was Maybe fourth overall. Fourth place overall. So, uh, and look, we've talked about this off air. Uh, I'll let you take the lead so I'm not too scathing. <laughs> the men's winner of the Huntley Half Marathon, one of the most established and prestigious half marathons in New Zealand, won 14.00. Go. Yeah, well, well, full compliments to the um, to John Mearing who took it out. But usually we expect this race to be won in something well under seventy minutes. Yeah. Um, if it's not under seventy minutes, you'd kind of call it a slow year. Yeah. When I was coming through, the winning time varied between sixty-four and sixty. A bad year was sixty-seven. Yeah. If no one showed up, sixty-seven. Well, wow. I specifically remember running one twelve thirty. Yeah, and finishing twelfth. I various uh, also ran one fifteen when I was about fifteen years old, and I finished outside the top twenty. Yeah, yeah. And that that would have got me third this weekend. Yeah. So, it's you know, I'm glad the event is doing well, but if you this to me is the effect of having it on the same weekend as the national track and yeah well I'm surprised there weren't more people like Olivia doing the double but I, I guess um, I, don't, uh, I don't think that's uh, particularly advisable yeah you, it's, it's you, a bit close you, isn't you'll it? end up with concrete calves after a good 5k yeah so yeah that's yeah. true running in spikes on the track for mm. 12 and a half laps yeah but yeah. hey so if John Mearing's listening buddy good run mate honestly like I'm not having a crack at the individuals uh, we just it's 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 a great historic run and I guess it's a shame that uh, you know the, we actually don't have a group of really top road guys I guess at the moment there's Oscar yeah. but he was running the 5k so yeah I mean interesting what this race usually is in the, in the calendar it's the big hit out after track nationals um, the road guys and the track guys kind of meet and then the road guys go off to do um, road or a marathon or yeah um, and the other two big half marathons would be Christchurch and Auckland um, yeah. so now this one's sort of yeah this year's going to be 
a lesser light on the yeah. half marathon oh, scene. Hey, but um, um, you can only beat who shows up on the day. Exactly. And is John Mearing and Olivia Byrne get their names on the on the perpetual trophy? Yeah. Um, they they go on the website as winners. So um, you know, hearty congratulations to them. But it wasn't the only half marathon around. We had one up in Auckland. We're going on to yes, Coatesville. So Coatesville. Yep. I did this one last year, and it's a good old um, hilly hilly run mm. um, for a road race. Like you you go uphill, and then you go sort of undulates, and then you go downhill, and you're just like, oh my gosh, I have to come back up this because it's an out and yep. back. Yeah. And then you you go uphill for about seven k until the eighteen k mark, which just is downhill all the way to the finish so it's yeah. really hard to pace because you want to be absolutely destroyed at the 18k mark yeah and then it's just a free run to and home just phone it in yeah well yeah and uh, the, the interesting thing about this race uh, we're not covering it necessarily because of this but it's officially the athletics auckland half marathon championships oh, wow. as well which yeah. last year was huntley they've moved it to coatesville this year so um you, congratulations to uh, mark boyce uh, he's a Takapuna runner, picking up uh, an Auckland senior title, one sixteen twenty one. So that's, uh, you know, not bad running for a guy who, you know, Mark won't mind me saying, he's not going to pop down to the National Track and Field Champs because, yep. you, you know, he's going to get smoked over 5K by these guys. Um, but over a half marathon, he's he's now the Auckland champion. And on the women's side, uh, Katie Worrell, one twenty seven oh seven. Yeah, so solid. Yeah, solid absolutely. Runner. So yeah, I ca- coach Katie, and she was really stoked with that. Like we, ah, yeah. Is she, a, is she a member of a club? Uh no, she's not. So, so she did. Yeah, she not, always misses she out on did these not titles. Win the Auckland title. That's <laughs> it was the shame. same at Rotorua last year. She missed out on a silver medal at the New Zealand Marathon champs. Have, have um, you had a chat about this? Is she? Well, we don't really see a need to. Um, cause she, yeah, you got to pay 95 bucks minimum. Yeah. So then, well, do you know next year Athletics New Zealand is moving to, you can directly register with them? Oh, wow. So I think That's a big lot news. of... Well, so I know, th- what is this this year coming? As in uh, yes, April 1st? I, I understand that's the case. A lot of our athletes, particularly the wheelchair athletes, they're paying $95 to join a club that they can't go and participate in. Yeah. So it's, a, it's an option that they're going to seriously look at. So, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've had a lot of chats to Athletics New Zealand people, and the club system is is flawed and and old in lots of lots of ways, um, and it does lots of good things, but it's also for the average runner really hard to see what benefit you get. Yeah, but then um, equally, what benefit do you get to signing up to Athletics New Zealand in general? So Athletics New Zealand is going to have to build some value in there. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really is, it's been a big changing watch, time watch since this the, space. The, the, the big club days of kind yeah. of the, the 70s, 80s. Maybe, maybe we should try and get, um, it'd be great to get Linda Hammersley actually yeah. and do an interview with her just to get a state of the sport sort of address. Yeah. Absolutely. That'd be really yeah, that'd yeah. Be cool. Yeah, it's changing times. It is. So that that's Coatesville, mate. A, a race close to your heart. Um, now, there was one that's close to my heart, because Hamilton's my hometown. Nice. And uh, they had their, the second ever Kirikiriroa Marathon. Kirikiriroa yep. is, is Hamilton. It's the Māori name for uh, Hamilton. I thought it might have been a little town just outside of nah, it or something. Nah, Kirikiri, come uh-huh. on. So yeah, it's look. 
I kind of no I don't kind of I love what they do with the Kitty Kitty Marathon they've set it up um, and, and it really is about activating the community and getting people out specifically targeting people to, to do their first marathon Yeah. and they provide a bit of social network support like on Facebook and stuff like that so I don't think they're actually not out to make millions of dollars or or have really fast uh, races or anything um, it's a real grassroots sort of race so I love it so but they're still a winner uh, so Adam Eason was was that winner this year 30911 cool not bad do you know what the course is like it goes along uh, it's the a river, right? river path yeah. so it's not a little bit blazing fast but um, there's no, not much up and down some yeah. niggly little ups and downs but nothing nothing too bad uh, Dawn Tuffery uh, the woman's oh, winner three thirty thirty eight. So Dawn is a New Zealand ultra marathon rep. Yeah. Basically, one of she's one of our top two or three female ultra runners. Interesting person. Um, cool. So yeah. Now, if if you're out there and you're a, a maybe a, a former kind of uh, serious runner or like a developing serious runner. One of the best things you can do is to win a bloody race. Yeah. If you've never won a race, I strongly encourage you to seek out an event, <laughs> not a park run, but something like Kitty Kitty or a marathon, or we're about to talk about We Run the Night yeah. uh, in the Mount. I, I've actually only won a few races in my life, and it sticks in my memory. It's and a cool feeling, eh? If you're, oh, if you're around that, like if you can run, if you go to Rotorua and you run 305, Screw Rotorua. Go to Hamilton <laughs> and pick up the bloody win because it's good fun. Or the fielding marathon or oh, uh, Manawatu good. Striders marathon. Oh no, those are those are strong events, mate. Yeah, it's good good running scene down in Palmy. But um, yeah, I I'm a big fan of going for the win. Cool. And so I, I'd encourage people to check out uh, Kitty Kitty Yarrow for next year and maybe not just for the win I hear it's a great atmosphere so awesome yeah we're going to jump to we run the night in in the mount so so tell us about this I'm guessing it's at night time yeah so I think they start sort of seven or eight o'clock at night and then they run in the dark so I don't know if there's rules around wearing head torches or fluoro vests or painting yourself bright orange or I I don't know probably all of the above I imagine yeah um but we had a familiar name up the front running 111, um, who was Aaron Pulford, was that right? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. So oh. Aaron Pulford won the men's race in 111. So, so that was the day after he did the 5K, was yeah, that right? Uh, did was he do the 5K? Set? Yeah, he did run the 5K. He, had a, he gave the 5K a really good nudge, but yeah. at the end, uh, Daniel Belkin just had too much speed for him. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, it was, he had a pretty solid run in the 5K and cool. then came back and... Just did a quiet little 111. Yeah. And I think this race went around the base of the mount like most of the mount, many mount half marathons do. Yeah. Um, so that's a little bit up and down, slows you down a little bit. Yeah. Um, and at, then on the women's side, uh, Brenda Potawira in uh, 136.54. So yeah. So it's pretty sweet picking up a, a, a win. Yeah. It's another case of like... Um, someone who might not have thought they'd be up the pointy end of the yeah. field picking up the win and uh, well done so yeah good, fan, good on you Brenda result what else have we got um, anything else locally we need to so the Northburn 100 was on at the weekend ah cool um, now this is one of the very few hundred milers that yeah. we have in New Zealand so and are they one of the races where they award the belt buckle 
Oh, nice. Yeah, they, they, yep. they are. So this cool. is... In 100-mile circles, look, I, I just wear a normal belt, so I don't get the attraction. But in America, it's become a big thing to give the belt buckle yeah. for the big 100 races, big 100-milers. And so they do it here in the North Burn, which is pretty cool. Um, Very cool. But some, some interesting results, Hayden? Yeah, so we had uh, how many people in the 100-miler were uh, finishing it anyway? Um, they were 57, 57, I think. Um, so... Out of the 57 finishes, Martin Kern took out the win in 21 hours 52. Man, that's a long time to be running. That's eh? a long time. I don't time know why ultra it. runners do it. Why, why do you do it? <laughs> uh, it's been a long time since I did one, mate. I, I couldn't speak to what these mad people are up to. So it's that's interesting, yeah. Good to come inside the day, I suppose. Only three people came inside the, the 24 hour magic mark. That's mad. Um, yep. So. Martin actually won by almost an hour ahead of Benjamin Blackshaw, and then Chris Bisley um, was 23.15. Yeah. Back in third, and then in the ladies, we had Jean Beaumont uh, take it out in 25 hours and nine minutes. And, and we have a question for the audience. Yes. Is Jean Beaumont the mother of Jack Beaumont? Jack Beaumont. Who is our premier kind of mountain runner at the moment we want to know this so we're putting it out to you our listeners to come back to us flick us a message at uh what is it krs yeah krs at tempofit.org yep and uh and let us know because we're keen to know yeah so she took out the win ahead of uh, tanya Tanya miller Miller, 27 11 and then natalia watkins in 32 15 Man, oh 32 my God. hours. That... And so what's the longest someone was out there, mate? Keep on scrolling. 40, 47 Oh, my hours. God. I'd like to give a shout-out to Adele Renwick, who was on the course for 47 hours and 35 minutes. And wow. to the marshals. And the marshals. And the finisher, oh who stood God. there with, with the clock. Oh, these Do they people... have enough battery life in the clock? Oh, I don't know. These, and actually, these two finished together, so Sam and Adele... Oh, across the finish line at the same together. time. Yeah. I'm glad that Sam didn't try and outkick Adele, although yeah. Sam finished <laughs> finished ahead of her in the yeah, placing. Yeah. So. Did I ever tell you in my Hyundai K, the woman's winner was coming in? No. Yeah, so the woman's winner... And you, you tried to outkick it? No, I just let, let it go. go. Yeah, yeah I, we had a bit of a chat, not about that, just having a chat, and I was like, oh, you go ahead, I'm going to let you. And she was like, oh, no, no, no. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> so you go. So, yeah. Brilliant. Very good. And look, we've talked a bit about half marathons. There's one more that we need to mention, which is quite special. Before we get to that, though, yeah, you know I love my race walking. Yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah. So, look. Our two best race walkers, Quinton Rue and Alana Barber, shot off over to Mexico for a race walk challenge. Mexico. Quinton Rue put up a, a pretty solid, if not spectacular, performance, 125.30, nice. uh, finishing 14th. Uh, he actually, I'm pretty sure he had a 50k later this week, but anyway, we'll find out. Alana Barber, 134.56, finishing 9th. So good to see our two world-class race walkers getting after it and uh, representing us well. But, um, mate, tell us about the Lisbon Half Marathon because something quite special happened. Yeah, so this is big news. So Zane Robinson, um, the brother of Jake, 
twin brother, yep. has the New Zealand record, which is 59 something. 5947. 5947. Yep. So um, his brother Jake has been injured a little bit. He's been. It's like three years of, of injuries wow, that he's had. Yeah. He's not. He's really, had a rough run. You know, he raced here in New Zealand. <coughs> uh, before that, it was the Commonwealth Games where he got tripped. Oh, that's so right. he got injured here in New Zealand. Yep. So he's had a really bad run. Yeah. Yep. Um, so this was kind of his big comeback race. It was. The Lisbon Half Marathon. He, going into it, thought that he'd be in 59 shape, which is yep. phenomenal. Yeah. Um, to even have the confidence that, oh, yeah, I think I'm in 59 shape. Yeah. And he went out, not only won the race, um, yep. but won in one hour zero minutes and one second yeah and forget that he didn't go under the hour yeah for a few reasons he bets three guys who have previously gone low 59 wow um he was waving and high-fiving the crowd in the last 20 meters he had a comfortable win over these guys yeah he slowed down i, I don't think he gives two two hoots about going under 60 um, either that, or he didn't see the didn't see the clock. So uh, yeah, he he easily could have gone under sixty if he had chosen to. It's an absolutely barnstorming run. We're looking up now. He's ranked eighth in the world, um, but Lisbon isn't known as a blazing fast course. It actually goes over some uh, cobblestone terrain and and little bits of it. Has some yeah. tight turns, so it's flat, but it's not. Yeah, you know, it's not like uh, the the course that Jake ran on in Japan, which, you know, finishes on a track and, and is marked out to be very flat. Yeah, so, yeah. And Jake did have some company to pull him through. He yeah. had a big sprint finish. Yes. I don't know what what the depth was like in the last few Ks for, for Jake, but... Yeah. Um, well, he was he was leading. He was doing the work and yeah. leading and, and dropping these guys. So, hugely impressive performance from Jake Robertson. Both he and Zane are, are quite... They haven't booked in anything, but they're indicating on social media that they're both looking at the marathon. Awesome. It is awesome. Bad thing is I don't think we're going to see them at a major championship again. Oh, yeah. I they'll, can't imagine They'll just it. become the... They'll, that, look, you're going to... the spring marathon, the autumn marathon, and then just get yeah. stuck on that cycle. As it is because of their names, they're going to be looking at... Around the fifty to eighty thousand US mark for appearance fees. Yeah. Um, you know, the the winner gets I think one hundred and fifty thousand at New York US. Yeah. So, it's it's where they want to go with their career. They're they're a part of the sub two stuff. Yeah. Um, so and yeah, um, opportunity not, cost is I I don't think we're going to see them at Com Games or, or future Olympic yeah, Games. Oh, it'd be great to see them at the Gold Coast Day because they would be genuine, <laughs> genuine not, chances for. Oh yeah, um, but risk versus reward. What's the prize money at the Commonwealth Games? Yeah, a few ounces of gold. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't cut. Doesn't cut it. And the thing is, and uh, I don't want to bring race into it, but as as a white runner. Um, you are going to get more attention from, oh, from races in absolutely. Europe and, and the States. Absolutely. Look, um, all you need to do is compare the Adidas contract that Nick Willis is on yeah. to the Adidas contract that the, not the top, top Kenyans, but the next tier down who run similar times to Nick. Yeah, like the Silas Kiplagats. Yeah. yeah. Nick will be on substantially more money, I would guess. If you're listening, yeah. Nick, 
feel free to to, <laughs> to <laughs> correct me. But because our guys generally have really good market exposure, especially in the states yeah. and Europe, and and that's where a lot of the consumer spend comes from. So yeah, and yeah. it ha- helps. Like the Robinson twins have got good good presence on social media. Oh, Their Instagram yeah. um, streams are awesome. Yeah, yeah, people should actually get on um, Zane Robinson. So not J- Jake's, but Zane's got this list of videos that he posted while while the race was going on. Oh, and so yeah. he was videoing Jake running and providing commentary. And yeah. so there's probably five oh. or six different videos. They're oh, classic. I've uh, never so signed good. up for Instagram. I'm yeah. actually going to go sign up for Instagram tonight. Yeah, for that reason. Just because I want to check those out. So yeah. that's cool. That's, look, I'm really excited for Jake um, the twins made a huge life decision god how long is it it's like 8 years ago 9 years ago so now long eh? that they amazing. Left, um, did you know them yeah look I, in, I in Hamilton? met them both the yeah. only one I've spent any real time with is Zane yeah um, we talk, we've chatted online a few times but uh, yeah, I wish I could say yeah they're really good friends uh, yeah. but no I'm more of a fan and they might kind of somewhat vaguely know who I am (laughs) Um, but my interactions with them have been really positive they are real individuals I know they've had their um, uh, they've had their high points and low points in their relationship with Athletics New Zealand I think it's a pretty good thing now Um, but yeah so the the question that that this begs is um, what can these guys do for a marathon yeah. So so I'm just on the the Macmillan running calculator calculator at the moment plugging in the numbers. Yeah. So Jake's one one hour flat basically. It was yeah. funny because when it was originally posted as like 50 59 58 and then yeah. it progressively got slower and slower down to yeah. um 1 hour and 1 second. So uh that time would be equivalent to 206 for the marathon. Yeah. That's about right. And look that's some that's Wow. Some, pretty sweet payday 26.55 for the 10k yeah that's about right so that's That's a New Zealand record in both cases yeah well Zane holds a New Zealand record from his run in Rio yeah where he was running somewhat injured and and had had to rush his uh, build up yeah to to even step foot on the track so yeah and later on he ran that road race in 26.55 that's right yeah so we've had um, just thinking through the world records that in the male side that we've had in the last two, two years not world records national records yeah we've just had the 200 metre record yeah uh, Willis did the 1500 metre record not last year but the year before so yeah, yeah. just under two years ago um, and then we've had the 10,000 and the 10k yep correct Yep. And then we had the half marathon record to Zane. When yep. was that? About a year and a half ago? Yeah, it's about 18 months ago now. So yeah. uh, the, the last two years. Five, but... 5K is a bit older because that's still Blinko. Yep. Yep. Steeplechase, very old. So, yeah. Yeah. 800. God. Very ancient. Very, very old. <laughs> yep. So... Oh, look, it's it's exciting. This isn't a record, but it's exciting when one of our athletes runs a benchmark time like this and yeah. goes to world class level. So um, we're just as as a fan of the sport. I'm just waiting now for the announcement of what marathon they'll be doing. Their agent will be taking care of that. I see uh, they both have a European agent. Cool. That doesn't exclude 
an American marathon, but it makes it more likely that they'll go with a European marathon. So, yeah, uh, which in some ways is a is a bit disappointing because I've I personally have more of an affinity with the American marathons, but and particularly New York, I think is a great race for these guys. It's got uh, the bridges, um, and it tends to be a bit more about racing rather yep. than time trial rather than a Chicago Berlin yeah. drag race where it's yeah, yeah. yeah but we'll see I mean they they probably want a fast time so yeah who knows that half marathon coincidentally um, is equivalent according to the calculator anyway to a 1258 uh, 5k so yep. that would be another national record so. well that's look they've moved wow. on I think from the shorter dis- track distances now but make no mistake Zane or Jake could have broken that 5k record if that had been, if that had remained their focus they could have done that yeah and there's that's not hyper hyperbole that's a fact yeah well, it was genuine but, talk when when they were going for 5k races is like oh here goes the new zealand record yeah, it's yeah, going down yeah and then um, little things would happen yeah and commonwealth games you know that trip you know slow pace so oh well things yeah. happen but they're, they're still going and I think their best performances are ahead of them so watch this space in terms of the Robertson twins absolutely let's take a little bre- bit of a break and we'll come back with the national track and field champs <laughs> and we're back uh, we're here to talk about the Athletics New Zealand track and field championships for 2017 which were just this weekend I was there it was a Blimmin' exhausting weekend. Yeah, well, you ended up doing some commentary as yeah. well as doing coaching. Yeah, yeah. And so, I've got to say, you've got a good voice for commentary. Do you reckon? You're the Brian Waddle of New Zealand Athletics. What surprised <laughs> me is I thought I sounded quite monotone. And yeah. there was times where I I was trying to calm myself down because I was, thought I was getting really excited <laughs> and then I listen back to it and it's just like and there's my athlete Keegan Pitcher and I'm so excited and he's winning the 200 and it just sounded monotone yeah. so it's interesting I don't know what uh, what the guy Ash the producer did with my voice but uh, yeah compression yeah. is usually the thing that takes all the dynamic out of your voice yeah well um, so, so it might have been too dynamic and then he's compressed it is yeah. what you're saying yeah what a bastard. <laughs> oh, well. Nah, so it was cool. I got um, Gareth caught up with me on Friday, and they were, they were at a bit of a loose ends. Uh, they, they, the great, actually, people who did it on Friday and Saturday were Liam Malone and Sarah Cowley. Oh, so cool. I listened to some of that. And Liam is he's such awesome, a natural. Yeah, he's, he's really good. And actually, so Liam uh, has committed to uh, co-host a couple of episodes with us. So nice. do be sure to keep tuning in to the Kiwi Running Show. We hope to. Uh, to catch up with Liam and have him on the show soon. And our bargain for that, we haven't told Liam yet, but he has to give us a poo story for the poo episode, which is coming up. So yeah, yeah. that'll be um, that'll be his his payment for yeah. <laughs> for getting the privilege of, of joining the show. I don't know if that's the um, best deal ever, but anyway, uh, anyway, hey, yes. it's good. So look, I just before we talk about the events quickly, um, Athletics New Zealand, I thought did a great job with these championships. Yeah. And uh, the local organising committee headed by John Tilden in Hamilton. There were so many officials out there. Like, in many instances, more officials than there were athletes in some of the events. Wow. A huge team of volunteers. 
Um, so yeah, athletics. It is Waikato a bit of a Bay mammoth Bay. undertaking, eh? Oh mate, like, it's huge. There's a lot of events, and they've um, actually committed the event to Hamilton for next year as well. Oh, awesome! Just because they've put, and this is something that I've talked about previously. You put so much effort into the event, and you learn a lot. Yeah, and then you don't get the event back for another bloody twenty years, and so you lose all yeah, of those lessons. Yeah. So I'm really glad they're going back to Hamilton. The Hamilton City Council have uh, have backed the event. Brilliant. Yeah. So um, really impressed. Really impressed with the local crew, but also Athletics New Zealand. Particularly, check out the the coverage of the event. So they had a live stream all through, but that's going to remain up on the New Zealand Herald website. Yeah, uh, we'll put a link yeah. on the show notes at tempofit.org. Yeah, for the next um, month or so, that'll yeah, be up. Cool. And it's pretty, you know, it's pretty good quality stuff. It's got some replays. It's got yeah. some some semi-average banter. So, yeah, yeah. Very I, was, cool. I was really impressed. And um, I believe that they they got funding to put that on. Yeah, so definitely pub, go and watch it because yep. the more people that watch it, the more chance that um, they'll really invest in it for the future. Correct, um, correct. So these things do cost, like having five cameras and a production crew. It's all it's all money that um, yeah. that needs needs to be justified by eyes watching yeah. the screen. Yeah, it does. Um, and so, look, we to give some structure to this uh, flowing conversation. You've put it on Facebook um, and asking for a few highlights. What what have what have you put out and what have you got back? Yeah, so I just dropped on the distance running uh, Facebook group. What were your highlights in, one, the middle to long distance events, two, the field events, three, the sprint events? Yeah. Um, So first up, we had Ed Fern saying, uh, number one, Hannah O'Connor's dominance in the 3K and the 1500. Yep. Can I I talk on that? Yes, jump in. God, she's a beast. Yeah. She is a beast. Um, Now, which age group are we talking? She ran in the under-18s. Yeah. So, and, yeah, absolute... Beast. So she's won everything she's raced for the past year and a half. Yeah. So she's from out New of, Plymouth. Isn't yeah, she? out of Taranaki. I don't know. I, I don't understand yeah. Taranaki as a region. I just. Uh, <laughs> but she seems to be doing very well. Um, what I love is you know what you're going to get. She just takes it out from the gun, runs hard, awesome. and uh, and prefontaine. Oh, prefontaine styles. Don't worry about a finishing kick. You don't need it when you run as hard as Hannah O'Connor from the gun. It's quite. It is quite awe-inspiring to see it yeah. again and again and again. So, yeah, huge ups to Hannah O'Connor. Awesome. And then uh, Ed Fern continues um, his second highlight. So this is in the field. Hamish Kerr's emergence as a future world-class athlete in the high jump. Yeah, so Hamish Kerr jumped uh, really well in the high jump. He came in at two metres and one centimetre. Yeah. Everyone else was already out of the competition. Really? <laughs> So if he had if he had missed that height, um, he actually would have lost. Yeah. And whoever you know was second would have won. It's one of the great things yeah. about the jumps, eh? Hey? It, it's the interesting. Jumps. Yeah, and the yeah. tactics around that, uh, the confidence to come at two and oh, in at two oh, two oh one. He eventually got all the way up to two eleven. Yeah. So they're saying, yeah, at only twenty years old, um, they're picking him as a as a future world-class athlete. Uh, Ed Fern is very qualified to make that statement, to call him a future world-class athlete in the high jump. Ed Fern was a world-class high jumper for the United States. Awesome. Um, and is um, he runs the Jumps for Music event in Hawera. Oh, cool. Um, and and is, is 
probably a, one of our leading jump coaches. So, cool. Um, big wraps on Hamish Skur out of Wanganui, now lives in Palmerston North. Yeah. So the Palmy connection coming Oh, Palmy's a good centre, eh, right. for just, just athletics in general, just yeah. all disciplines. Um, and then Ed Fern continues his, his uh, sprints highlight was Joseph Miller and Zoe Hobbs yeah. um, in the the sprints. So Zoe Hobbs took out the 100-200 double. Yeah, and we, we were looking at this, so Zoe's 200 time, you know, kind of ranks. So it's, it's one second behind the New Zealand record. Yeah, so not that great, but her 100 time, conversely, really stacks up well. Yeah, right? I think it was yeah. number four uh, yeah. in yeah. New Zealand history. So that's her best time, which she got close to this weekend. But yeah, so she's, Zoe Hobbs, still a very young athlete, um, but definitely she's she's our best chance at the moment over over the sprint distances uh, to, to find a we haven't had a world-class female since uh, Monique Williams, yeah. our 200 record holder. Um, so, you know, keep 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 an eye out for Zoe Hobbs. We're hoping that she'll do a Joseph Miller, stick with the sport, train hard for a number of years, and and we'll see. Yeah, and there's a few other girls sort of nipping at her heels a, oh, yeah. a, a bit. So, um, yeah, hopefully that competition will sort of push her on. Yeah. Um, so her PB is 11.53 and the New Zealand record's 11.32. So yep. that's from way back in 1993. And 11.32 is uh, Michelle Seymour holds that, who you will know from TV. She's a TV presenter. She used to present uh, some sports stuff and now she does mostly TV ads and stuff. She was oh, cool. mostly a long jump. Michelle oh, Seymour. nice. So you you don't know you'd recognise no, her if you saw her. Does, yeah. she, does she talk really fast? A little bit. Uh, <laughs> like she's, like sprinters. Should. She's older now. She's probably okay. in her late forties. So yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Yep. Uh, well, fifty-two officially. Okay, 51. there you go. She's yeah. Oh, doesn't she's still not a bad-looking bird? But anyway. <laughs> uh, All right, let's move on. That. Yep. <laughs> okay, um, so. Um, Ed Fern also said his low light from the 1500 races were the missed opportunity to run fast times in order to win a championship. Yeah, so um, he's saying they could learn a thing from the from the gutsy runs of Hannah O'Connor. Yeah, and uh, that that kind of that comment got jumped on um, by Dick Quacks and, yeah. and uh, Eric Spigman's dad and a few others who said, uh, "No, this is championship racing and it's about the win." Yeah. So I'm a bit in the middle. I was commentating and I was. Uh, particularly with Eric Speakman in the men's race, no one was going to outkick him. Yeah. And so I was just there going, well, what are you guys doing? Like, yeah. So Bank on him being a bit tired from the 800s yeah, there's um, lots, the day before. And lots of guys yeah. who are capable of running under 350 in that field. And what they needed is just someone to run 61 second laps. And they all could have run PBs. Yeah. But no one was willing to do that, which I get. They don't, you know, it's not about sacrificing your race. I, I will give props to uh, Peter Wheeler, who, yeah. who, who, who big ran. old kick at 400 to go. He right? gave it a real good yeah. crack. I think he ended up with a Third, medal, yeah. yeah, which well deserved medal. But it is championship racing. Um, and it yeah. was cool to see uh, Nick Willis chime in to your threads. Yes. So Nick Willis, uh, he said the epic racing in the 800s was his highlight. So really entertaining 40 minutes of live stream. Now, so. now tell us about the, the 800s. Shall we jump in there while we're... 
Yeah, well, it's easy because um, it's all about uh, the Magnificent Seven. Brad Mathis picks up his seventh uh, national 800 meter wow, title. Wow, seventh a in a row. Yeah, and uh, Angie right? Angie Petty picked up her seventh. I in remember a row. when he won his first one, just like it was yesterday. That's yeah. crazy. So yeah, it, and it's been a really good year for Brad. Yeah, it, it was. It has been. Yeah, it was noticeable. Uh, it's the first time I've seen him in person since this time last year at Nationals. He's noticeably slimmed down. Yeah. Uh, it sounds weird to say, but in the face. So he's still got... He's, he's in, looking pretty ripped. He's like, a naturally muscular guy, but now he does. He looks more ripped and a bit more slim, uh, which is slightly contradicting when I say that, but hopefully yeah. you'll understand what I mean. And... He's always run these races with confidence, um, but he it was it was good. It was the best national championship I've seen him run, most cool. dominant. So did he just take it from the front? Um, that's a good question. I'm casting my mind back. Nope. Someone else took out the pace, and then he took it with a lap to go. So. Cool. Yeah, it was pretty good stuff. Um, uh, Eric Speakman was in that race and picked up a very cheeky bronze. So yeah, 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 pretty good running. And the guy in seconds, whose name I forget. The Moolides, was it? No, no, it's an Auckland athlete. Oh yeah, up yeah, a yeah. Very cheeky second place, yeah. um, which um, he would have been in the stoked with. Michael Dawson, of Michael course. Dawson, who's uh, yeah, great guy. Great. Just come up from the juniors. Yeah, well, love seeing that first year senior. Um, so Joshua Ledger led out for the first. Um, oh, cool. 400 and then uh, Michael Dawson uh, paced it really well Sam Petty in fourth who you know they still list him as an international athlete ah oh, come on yeah will he get, switch over get him get him a yeah. citizenship so <laughs> yeah no really um, I thought that men's 800 was really pleasing 150 is nothing to write home about but uh, if you'd seen Brad Mathis run you'd, you'd know why people are, are talking it up and very happy with it women's 800 Liz Lamb had won two this season. Ange Petty had won two. So Liz it was Lamb? Not Liz <laughs> Lamb because she's a high jumper. It's Catherine Lamb. Um, so oh, Catherine Camp. Yeah, <laughs> Catherine Camp, sorry. Four-letter four letter yeah. words. Catherine Camp. So. Yeah, and so Katrina Anderson um, went out like a rocket. She actually has um, picked up a bit of a, an injury issue. So um, she, she went out really hard and then didn't come home that well. Um, but so that gave Angela Petty the opportunity to sit on a fast pace for once, um, and I think just not having that pressure of leading, it was pretty obvious from 400 to go that she was a slightly different athlete from what we'd seen in uh, Wellington when she got beaten yeah. by Catherine Camp. Um, so yeah, she ended up. It looks close, point two of a second, but it was a, a comfortably close win yep. over Catherine Camp. Yeah, cool. I'm loving that battle that those two have got. Catherine sort of just really emerged this year. And yeah. Long may it continue because, well, as we've yeah. seen with Jacko and Tom. and It's, um, it's not just two. So in sixth yeah. place in that final, Katrina Anderson, out of Auckland. She's from Papakura. She, is, she didn't have a great run. She's picked up a bit of a problem with her leg. And hopefully she keeps going. If she does, she's incredibly exciting because she's got much better speed than the other two. She's a good half a second to a second quicker over 400. Yeah, cool. And both uh, Catherine Camp and Angie Petty. So I really hope she keeps going and isn't, isn't disheartened by this later, latest injury problem. That's exciting. Yeah, and so 
on that, Angie Petty got the triple, which we need to highlight. Oh, of course. So she also, the most competitive event yep. of the weekend and my distance running highlight was the women's 1500. I rave about it when I'm uh, doing the commentary. In that field, let's go uh, Esther Cohen, who's a massively developing athlete out of North Shore Bays, coached by Paul Hamlin. Yep, she's she, going from strength to strength yeah, at the ran, moment. Ran yeah. the Nitro Series. Uh, Nikki Hamlin, you've heard of her, double uh, double Commonwealth Games silver medalist. Yep, just a little bit. She's pretty talented. Catherine Camp, we've talked about. Camille Buscombe. Yeah. Our fastest 5,000 metre runner. Is that fair? At the moment, yeah. yes. Yep. Yes, with the retirement of Kim Smith, our fastest 5,000 metre runner, former National 1500 champ. Um, Laura Nagel, she's won everything. Won cross country, won road. Yeah, won a 5K. Won the 5K on Friday. Friday and then Angie Petty, the perennial 800 metre champion. So it was, I would say, the strongest field um, of the the event with also Jean uh, Kozieniak from Wellington in there who who actually if you look at that time 4.37 that's really good running yeah. but um, it was an incredibly competitive field which like and- for seven girls to yeah. be on the line but to have that close competition that's yeah. awesome like yeah. not um, I mean there's depth but there's not depth if you know yeah, what I mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it, was, it was a great race like you could you could put that race on at a European meet and you'd be happy with the quality of the field yeah so Angie Petty won it which made it a double having won the 800 the day before and then later that afternoon she uh, anchored the Cantabrian woman to the 4x400 title Awesome. So, very, very awesome weekend from Angie Petty. And a little bit of, um, you know, a great comeback uh, after a bit of a mid-season slump. So, Absolutely. Yeah, very good. And while we're on that topic, we should also talk about the men's 1500. Ah, uh, easy. Let, let's Speak, jump over. Speakman. Speakman. He was the man to beat, wasn't he? Like, yeah. Do you Elf. think everyone going into it was just thinking, oh, we're racing for second? Yeah, well, I think he's 10 seconds faster than the next fastest person yeah so he's run 337 you could uh, actually Simon Simon Rogers would have been the next fastest but he's kind of uh I don't yeah, he's, he's been injured a lot, yeah, and um, he, yeah. yeah, he's sort of just been coming back. To be honest, I was, I was r- really surprised that he ran as well as he did, um, yeah. which is awesome. So well done, yeah, Simon, no. for, for uh, wh- getting back from all your injury woes. It was the Eric Speakman show, and he controlled the race. So yep. it went out easy, but he took the lead um, and, and really was never challenged, except for that big move by Peter Wheeler. Young Peter Wheeler, the first-year senior, out yeah. of Auckland made a mammoth move with uh, with 400 to go and uh, got a well-deserved bronze just through pure aggression. Uh, Samuel Bremer from Otago was second. He had the big kick at the end. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Sam Bremer is one of our Dunedin Team Perfect coaches. Oh, and, really? And Jared Monk in fourth uh, was one of our coaches as well. Oh, fantastic. And um, so he looked good. He really stormed home the last 200, eh? Yeah, um, he, really kept, he kept um, a really good eye on the field yeah. and um, was patient. So when Peter Wheeler took off, everyone went nuts. And it seemed to me that Samuel Bremer from Otago just retained his call cool a little bit. Yeah. And you got 400 to run, yeah. eh? You don't want to be at full capacity. So yeah. he didn't... He responded to the move without blowing his... 
blowing is proverbial yeah. um, to, to do so. So, yeah, he ran really well. So I, I, I liked the 1500, but I do get the, the criticism around the pace because uh, it could have been faster. Yeah. Yeah. All right. A lot of our best guys, as you've pointed out, are actually over in the States. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. we've got five or six guys around four minutes for the mile who would have made a big difference to that field. Yeah. But they're over there. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously Mick Willis isn't going to race this. He's done the 5K occasionally, yep. I think, but he's he's certainly in his off-season at the moment. Um, yeah. Yeah. We've got some more highlights to go through. Yes, so Stefan Smith says, no heats in the senior men's 1500, uh, question mark, question mark, um, which is an interesting news point all in itself, yeah. because if I'd entered, I could have finally made my first 1500 metre national final, but um, anyway, I'll say that for another year, Yeah. Um, and from results, looked like the 5k men for distance events was a good race, along with the 800. Yeah, 5K was a good race yeah. to watch. Um, Daniel Belkin um, played it pretty cagey. You didn't see much of him until he made his move. Um, and so he won in 14-15? Yeah, so Belkin has won a lot of stuff lately. Um, yeah. He's been really good out of Canterbury. Um, Aaron Pulford ran a classic Aaron Pulford race. Um, didn't do a lot of work through the middle stages, as he sometimes does, but made... A big ballsy move um, with a couple of laps to go. Oh, nice. Laid down the hammer um, and almost had it. But Balkan, just too much speed for, for Pulford. Yeah. There, there was nothing Aaron Pulford could do. And third place. Yeah, this is the big surprise for me, I think. Really? Um, yeah, Ryan yeah. Sisson, so the triathlete, yeah. um, 1419. Not so much do the you, time. The, the do time's ever, good. Ha, do you ever run with. with Right? No, no. Don't I'm, you know you should never run with scissors? It <laughs> <laughs> is, is such a terrible joke. <laughs> but, <laughs> anyway, apparently not because he's um, he's pretty pretty sharp. Excuse the pun um, on the track as well. So he did yeah. fourteen nineteen. So just four seconds behind the leader. Yeah. But what that kind of says to me is he. He is able to run a fast 5k, but he's also got the wheels because I imagine it turned the pace really turned on the last well, last k. It, Would that be right? It did. He, he he's not exactly a bunch of speedsters that he's outkicked though. You know, yeah. There's a lot of high mileage half marathon type guys, with the exception of Peter Wheeler. So yeah, look, I'll give him his due because I've been a bit of a Sizzins critic in the past if you will yeah mostly because i was involved with another triathlete that i would i consistently claimed he was new zealand's uh, fastest uh, triathlete over 10k <laughs> <laughs> um but that's probably turned out to not be true because that 14 19 that's, uh, that, that's, that's, that's solid. pretty solid yeah, yeah. Tell you, it's still not fast enough to be a true world-class triathlete yeah um, but then and the problem with ryan is that, his that swim's a, not quite there either yeah. so he misses that front bunch and on that, the bike. that wasn't quite a time trial race either yeah so big big last k so i feel like he could go, take a good couple of ticks off that so yeah, yeah. i'll give him some credit I'll, I'll stop being a negative guy <laughs> look there's a few names in here that i i've seen throughout the season so um 
uh, Nathan Nathan T from uh, Wellington. Yeah. Just missing out on that sub fifteen again. Uh, he just missed out at the Bays Nine Fives. Really well coached by is it Evan Cooper oh, out cool. of Wellington. Yep. So Nathan and a few others from that Wellington crew, uh, such as Harry Bernard, they're they're quite young, first, second, third year seniors. But you, you, what we're seeing is them getting some solid, if not spectacular, results. I do expect the spectacular to come from that crew yeah. in the next two to three years. Yeah, Mark yeah. my words. Evan Cooper is too good of a coach, and he's got that group fizzing. They love training that yeah, group. Yeah. So there, there's going to be someone come out of there and do very well. Yeah, well, James Preston, he's the other one, that, um, the 800 runner. Yeah, we haven't seen him all season. Yeah, from might, what be, I remember. might be. Might be. Injured. I saw him at a coaching conference, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, is that him?" He's yeah. a big bloody lad. Yeah, yeah, he's big, bit raw boned. It's shades of Peter Snell, but oh wow, well. yeah, um, we'll see. So. Um, yeah, so that was great racing in the five k. Should we also touch on the women's five k, or did we cover that off with? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We covered that off. That's yep. Olivia. Okay. And that. It was Been the done that. yeah. It was the Olivia and. Um, oh, Laura, Laura race yeah. with Laura Nagel, really good. Actually, the other athlete who I should mention there, Phoebe McKnight from Wellington, who's a junior, coached by Don Dalgleish. Yeah. Really impressive. She actually led, she's an under-20 athlete, and she led the race. And as we as we talk, here's Simon Yarrow striding out in front of us. He's a board member for Athletics Auckland and a very good Masters runner. Oh, nice. Um, used to run in this National 5K, but... Anyway, so the women's 5K was um, a good race. The only thing that was different from usual is uh, Olivia Byrne didn't quite hammer the lead as we're used to her seeing. Maybe she had in the back of her head the uh, Huntley Half Marathon. Yeah, maybe. But when Laura Nagel decided to move, she she really moved and um, and got the win. Yeah, so Laura won in 16.04. Uh, Olivia in 16.24 and then Jean Kozniak in 17.24 and and that's a well deserved medal for, for Jean from Wellington because uh, that 4.37 for 7th in the 1500 while it doesn't look great that's actually good running um, so I'm glad she got a medal in the 5k yeah yeah Cool. Now, um, back to Facebook. What yep. were some more of the highlights from from the people? Uh, Malcolm Hodge says the 200. Joseph Miller's 200. Um, he's a big fan of that. Uh, and the middle distance runners. Uh, he used to train with a guy, Josh Nan, um, who almost won the uh, under-20 800s. Tom Moulay won the under-28 Yeah, 800s. yeah. I've and got to say, the Moulay brothers, man, they have been um, making their presence felt this yeah. season. And are they the next Robertsons? Possibly. Debbie and Mark Drummond. Uh, Mark Drummond is a, is a pretty well-known uh, old runner in the uh, in, around yeah. the traps in New Zealand and now a good coach. Uh, they, they comment that the Moulay 800 double was their highlight for yep. the meet. The brothers both looked fantastic. Tom did get run close by Josh but I, I will say he had it he had it in control and in fact he, he may have just made a miscalculation in terms of how close Josh, Josh was. I don't think he was uh, particularly pushed so yeah. yeah. Um, Malcolm goes on, talks about Angie Petty and the distance triple he describes the 1500 metres as uh, cagey as usual um 
but uh, and and suggests that they put a clock on the screen for next year, which uh, Gareth Archer, the events manager from Athletics New Zealand, says uh, that's a good idea. Yeah. So. Um, then Reese Buck uh, says in the the sprints, Maya Broughton winning the in the under eighteen women winning the one hundred, two hundred, and four hundred. That's a big old weekend. That is a big weekend. I was actually about to ask how advisable a triple is, and then I remembered that my athlete did the quadruple. So <laughs> perhaps I'll just uh, keep my trap shut. Now I wonder there. how many heats she had to do because I imagine point, there were two rounds in the one and yeah, two hundred. All the Keegans were straight final, so it was just yeah. four races over three days. Um, wow! Well, well done, Maya. Yeah, um, that's awesome. That, that's I, incredible. I haven't heard that name before, Maya Broughton, yep. um, but perhaps that's one to keep an eye on in the future. He mentions also Hannah, Hannah O'Connor, that, that double. 15-3K. Um, le- yeah, leading from the front and the, the amazing depth of the women's 1500. Um, and then skimming down, Mark Speakman's a little bit biased, but why wouldn't you be? Eric Speakman's 1500 metre win um, was was awesome, and he also said the senior women's 1500 was an excellent race. Um, yep. And then Craig Motley. Um, Lots of banter about the Commonwealth Games coming up. Yeah, yeah. So um, he, he said the female sprinting was fantastic, uh, and he was wondering whether you know with the depth of the sprinters we've got potential for a commonwealth games 100 meter 4x100 team well i'd, I'd say forget the 4x100 and go for the 4x400 with the women's we've got a proven coach chris williams who uh got them into the final of the commonwealth games where they ran a great cool. time um and then they cut the funding for the program um so if, if you're looking on a women's relay I, th- I think you need to look at the 400. Just, uh, yeah, most of, even our 100-metre girls have a history of having run 400s. We've got some great 400 hurdlers as well as uh, um, the women's individual 400 champion. Um, oh, I want to say Yamaguchi, but it's, that's not her name. Um, Kimichi. Uh, it, it looks really good as well. So cool. and we've got a couple who are who are injured at the moment. So... I'd say a woman's 4 by 400 is a better chance, Craig. But given the quota system... So this chance. is... There's a limited number of athletes that we can send to yep. the Commonwealth Games. Uh, we'll get to the point where I think, because of the quota that we're under, most of our athletes, the mid, over half of our athletes will be medal winners. Wow. Yeah. So... That's crazy. Commonwealth Games is, is, yeah, I don't like the move. New Zealand Olympic Commission doesn't like the move. They fought against it, but... Well, it's annoying because it's this is probably the best chance of a home Commonwealth Games we're going to have mm. for a long time. Mm. Um, I don't see us holding a big event like this in the near future. No. Um, Maybe so in our shame, lifetime, you know? Hayden. Maybe in our yeah. lifetime, but, yeah, we'll see. There, there are a lot of people who were kind of that... Um, sub elite level who were yep. hoping to m- make this one there. They say three thirty eight fifteen hundred meter runners. Yeah. I, as for people at that level, I love the Commonwealth Games because they have a good run. They make the final, and if they and if they have a good run in the final, they may pick up a fifth, sixth, seventh. Yeah. You know. So, and that's a great way. That's a great career highlight. Nothing wrong with that. But qualifying time for Commonwealth Games fifteen hundred. 
probably going to be 337. So these guys who could have done that don't get a look in. Yeah. So yeah. marathon qualifying time, likely to be 212 or better. <laughs> so... Mm. Yeah, good luck with yeah, that. Yeah. Good luck indeed. Um, and then just to round round things off, um, Craig Motley says um, Joseph Miller was amazing, great racing in the women's middle distances, and great having a um, great high jumper again. Um, and also the Moolai brothers, big shout out to them. Tom Gill gives them a big shout out, and um, and then we've got a big big old chat about the Commonwealth Games yeah, um, yeah. quota system. Love, so, love kicking off that controversy. So, yeah. yeah, excellent stuff. Cool. Well, it's been an exciting weekend for New Zealand running. We've rattled on for a long time. We could probably yeah. go on for another couple of hours. But oh, I have are to we get... stopping? <laughs> yeah. I want to keep going. This is good. No, no. Yeah. I, have to, I have to get to a tempo fit session. Look, but... I've got one more I've got to talk yes, about. Yes, hit me. The men's 4x400 and the individual 400 metres. Yeah, we haven't really talked about the... Manawatu Wanganui picked up the win in the 4x400. Yep. Uh, one guy is a kid, like a real young dude, who's basically in his first couple of years of running. Yeah, yeah. Um, out of uh, Palmerston North, so that's the women's anyway. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll dig it up. So, you know, he was off the first league, and, and they were nowhere. They weren't in the race. Yeah. Um, you know, he ran okay. So it's Matthew uh, Ogle. Oh, sorry. No, wrong. Oh, no. What <laughs> are you doing? Twin. He's, he's from Otago. Um, uh, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. So anyway, we, we may get the names. We may not. But anyway, so first leg, Manawatu Wanganui, not really in it. Second leg. Oh, here we go. Sam Merson. Sam Merson. 20 he's years 20 old. 20 years old. First, sen- first year senior. Second leg, Braden Grant, who works for, get this, NASA. Wow. Yep. Based at uh, the Air Force Base in Ohakia. Yeah. Um, so he's a Masters athlete. Did not make the individual team. Yeah. Manawatu Wanganui. Drove up to Hamilton just to run in this relay. Cool. Not a, not a great runner, but he had the run of his life just to hold their position on the track. He's up against top New Zealand 400 metre runners, hurdlers, yeah, um, yeah. 800 metre runners, uh, elite uh, 1500 metre runners, held his own, did really good. Third leg, hand over to Zach Topping, we've talked about before, got third in the 200. Zach blitzed it, best run I've ever seen him do, smashed the back straight, took Palmy into the lead, hands over wow. to Quinn Hartley, I'm going to talk more about this guy, Quinn Hartley comfortable as you like, anchored them home. Manawatu Wanganui beats Waikato Bay Plenty, beats Canterbury, beats Wellington, beats Auckland's, beats Samoa. Amazing. Great run. Great run. Quinn Hartley, I'm going to talk about him. Two years ago, I was at the track this day and it scared the shit out of me. Yeah. He was uh, doing some high jump practice, had a serious accident, suffered quite a serious head injury. Oh, wow. It's been He's been... What, missed the mat or something? Yeah, missed the mat, landed straight on his head. Not, oh. like, seriously not good. High so, jump? Yeah. Far mm. out. Just doing a drill. So there's uh, a yeah, bend yeah. over the bar thing, and yeah. I think he missed the mat and hit his head. Pretty oh. serious. Um, long road back, missed uh, missed the entire rest of that season, obviously. Yeah. Came back, but clearly was very affected. I remember seeing him thinking, oh, he's a shadow of him. He was a very 
athletic-looking young man, and uh, George McConaughey, the coach down there, does a great job of bringing his athletes along on a very structured pathway, and they develop very smoothly. Um, Quinn, uh, this year, uh, you know, begun to hit his straps through the middle of the year, um, peaked perfectly for nationals, won the individual 400-metre title two years out from that serious head injury. Wow. So he's the national 400-metre champion and then anchored this incredible underdog story of, of the men's 4x400-metres. If you want to check it out, we've got a link to the live stream. It's the, the last race of the event, so just click on to the last five minutes, watch it. You will be impressed. And, and Quinn Hartley is a guy we're going to hear more about really impressive young man so cool. that's what, it what sort of times for standalone 400 is he he's doing? running 48 low oh wow so it's not world class but he won a national title it's so. got a four in front of it yeah. i'm impressed on the last leg of that he had brad mathis behind him and then uh the new zealand 400 hurdles champion whose name escapes me cameron french cameron yeah. french and uh those guys took exactly zero meters out of them wow in fact, I, if Impressive. anything, he pulled away. So Cameron French technically is a good second faster than, than him and couldn't couldn't make any ground. So yeah. excellent run. That was that was my highlights uh, along with my athlete who who had a, a great um, championship. But really enjoyed being there and really enjoyed bringing you guys this coverage. So we hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. I should probably have a highlight, shouldn't I? I wasn't there, but I would say. Um, that woman's 1500 yep. awesome to see the depth and um last year we did the new zealand's next top miler men's edition but i tell you what um the woman's is probably more exciting right now it actually um, it is it is and i love that i love the mix of you know some athletes coming back from the states yeah we've got some athletes up and coming here olympians former commonwealth games medalists all in the mix no one's going anywhere. We're just adding athletes to the mix at the moment. Yeah. So it's very exciting. It is so cool. Mm. And second highlight, of course, Joseph Miller. Yeah. New 200 metre yeah. record. That is and, just... And third highlight, Keegan Pitcher off to the world champs. That's so, awesome. So that's yeah. your your athlete that you coach. and yeah. So well done. Um, yeah. You and your, your athlete. Seven months. Very in, cool. Seven months into the sport and he's off to world champs in, wow. in three events. So yeah. So w- what event um, will so, it be? He's qualified in the two, four, and eight, so we'll yep. we'll put in for all and see what the selectors say. Brilliant. Um, he broke the national record in the two, and actually that's where he'll probably be highest ranked internationally. Yeah, did I see him twenty five? Twenty five point eight four. Nice. Which is actually I told him that's that faster than I've done. That, well, that's faster than I got. I improved my speed later on working yeah. under Chris Williams, Monique's dad oh, cool. and coach. But at that age, that's faster than I was. Yeah. That is legitimately steaming. And he got a terrible start. Wow. So lot, awesome. a lot of work to come in and a lot of improvement. But, yeah, um, we hope you've enjoyed the coverage, us rambling yeah, on. Yeah, a lot of rambling. It's, it's we can't cool. get enough of this. Yeah. No. <laughs> but, look, it's, that's basically the end of our athletic season. We may talk a little about Aussie champs. And yep. then, obviously, we'll keep up with what people are doing internationally with it being a world championship year but uh, we're going to swing our focus to cross country road running all that good stuff Hayden yep a lot of a um, lot of trail races coming up New Zealand yep. mountain running champs coming up oh um, yes next yeah. weekend the Kiwi mountain running champs yes no so, one can stop Jack Beaumont yeah I'm telling you yeah yep. awesome well happy running everyone
stay stay enjoying the sport stay safe stay injury free have fun out there we'll catch you next week ciao ciao